You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. That was the question. How much effort do we expend on our animals? When do we say this is not meant to be done on Shabbos? You're being matriach for an animal on Shabbos. That's the question of what we're talking about. So Toshma, let's bring a raya from the following b'risa. Sochin, you can put oil. Umefarchasin. Now the oil might make it feel better. Mefarchasin makes it look better. What is it making look better? Says Rashi, gilde maka. There's a scab that's ugly on your skin. It might be bothering you. It might not look so good. So you could put some stuff on it and it looks better. But you don't do that for an animal. Hmm. My love, it sounds like even though the animal would feel much better with it, you don't do it. So you see from here, even against Rav, I'm sorry, against Rav, Shmuel, and Rabbi Yochanan, that you don't do these efforts for animals. So the Gemara says, "Lo, it's not that the animal is suffering like in the case before. The animal that's cold, like we said, the donkey always gets cold. He needs to have the blanket and maybe even the saddle to be warm. That's the animal's shivering. He's cold. That might be allowed to do. But here is the Gemara market. The wound is basically healed. It's, 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 it's not painful anymore. So why are you putting the stuff on it? Mishum tainug. It's not actually tsar, but it's easier. He feels better. Okay. Yesterday, if you remember, we talked about the feed bag. Remember? We talked about the feed bag. The feed bag is an example of tainug. It's not tsar because the animal can bend over. It's just much easier to eat straight from it. So that's what we have something similar here. Um, it, it is, it feels better, but that's called a tainug. Yeah, of course the animal's doing something, but that's like the oneg. The animal feeling good is an oneg that you can't do. So it's similar to what we saw Shmuel and Rabbi Yochanan say that you can't put the feed bag on the animal. Toshma. But, it, I, but this is a question on Rav. And in fact, Rashi asks that question. Why is it, what about Rav? So look what Rashi says, just a very important thing. So he says, Rashi says, Rav would definitely have a problem with what we just learned. Because Rav allows the the tircha of putting the feed bag on the animal. And even the thing about uh the 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 saddle is difficult according to Rav. Even though Lekatsar, even if you want to say that the animal uh that you have to shake you have to walk the animal around to shake the uh, saddle off. That's what we learned yesterday. 
but it's definitely a tainug miyahu to go over there and take the saddle off. So Rav seems to have two braces now against him. But you have to say, Rav tanahu upolik. Questions against Shmuel and Yochanan are stronger than against Rav. Because Rav has the status of a Tana in certain cases. Now, many times we will ask Akasha on the great Amora Rav from a Mishnah or a Brisa. But as Rashi points out, it's not going to stop us and force us to make answers. Because Rav, because of the, when he lived, where he lived, the role that he had, had a status of a Tana in certain cases, and therefore questions are not as valid against him, against they are against Shmuel and Rabbi Yechanan. Next. Um, Toshma. Behemish Och Saddam. Rav Nisan Karelitz explains, and his base medrash, Rav Nisan Karelitz Hatzal, and his base medrash explains that Och Saddam, a term that shows up in Gemara and Mishnayas a lot, and Alocha, is sort of like blood pressure. Achiz Asdam. We can tell that the blood pressure is too high on this animal. We don't lead it into like a thing of water, cool water that will somehow get the blood pressure down. But if a person, it's not dangerous to the point that we think he's going to have a heart attack, but if a person's blood pressure seems to be higher, we do lead him and say, okay, come on, Gramps, come on, whoever you are, come on, Rabbi Kivalevich, whoever you are, let's go into the water and cool down. And that you could do. So, um, what's the svara? What's the reason? What's the, why should one be usher and not the other? So, Amar Ula, Gzeira Mishum Shrika Samamonim. So, um, Again, there's a question here. The question is, is that Lachora, uh, the animal is in pain. The blood pressure situation, like the animal is like nervous, whatever. The water is going to cool him down, calm him down. So isn't that basically Tircha? Why don't we lead the animal into the water? So Ula says, because what's going on here, you're right. Tircha, you would be able to lead the animal. But leading the animal in the water would uh, violate another problem. The violation of doing a medicinal act. Taking actual medicine, doing pu'ulas, doing physical acts that are all about healing yourself. They fall under the gzeira chazal made of of not engaging in them. Because if you can do one type of medicinal act, you're going to go and find the grain in the forest, whatever it is, and you're going to mash it up and turn it into this potion that you need to. And that is a malacham in And because of that, they made exera against taking medicines and doing medicinal acts, doing acts that are about healing yourself. Hmm. And therefore... You're healing the, the horse. You're healing the animal by bringing him into the water. And therefore, in the same way, you can't, you can't do that act. Because if we let you do this, you're going to go and, 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 and make up a horse pill for him by, by grinding the stuff up. 
Just one second. If that's true, that this is like a medicinal act when you get this sort of high blood pressure situation to be put in water, then why are you allowed to take grandpa or the rabbi into the water? I says, no, you know why? Taking that grandpa to the water, Adam near a kamekar. We're not talking about the, about taking a bath. We're not talking about swimming. But dipping yourself in cold water, that's done on Shabbos. People do it when they're hot. There's no Easter in that. Uh-huh. And that's what it looks like. So the act itself, it's like eating prunes. Even though the guy's constipated, like who knows what. But prunes are a, a food that people eat. You can buy them and eat them, kompot. Even though he's taking it to get rid of constipation, it's an act that some people do, uh, even when they're healthy. And therefore, even though people, even when they're healthy, go into the water, this does not necessarily, it's not an act of medicine, even though you're doing it for the sake of medicine. So then let's apply that for an animal. Maybe the animal too, you're just trying to cool it off. So the Gemara says, nah, ain't, ain't maker le behema. Says Rashi, ain't derech le hoker behema. <laughs> you don't cool an animal. You don't have to take the animal to the water and dunk him in the water. When anyone sees you, says, why, why are they taking that horse in the water? Why are they taking that, that dog into the water? It must be that you're trying to make the animal feel better. You're doing a medicinal act. So that's already part of the xera of medicine, of not taking medicines. So the Gemara says, Why do you say the whole iser of taking medicines even applies to when your animal is sick? Let me explain this better. Obviously, when it comes to... uh, Pikuach nefesh, you're allowed to do everything to save a person's life. Uh, Chazal made an iser of, of 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 taking medicine, but wasn't for a person who was in a, a state of pikuach nefesh. And in fact, it wasn't even for a person who's considered chayvakol gufay. If a person is is nafalamishkav, if a person is in bed and can't get out. Or he feels so terrible he should be in bed, even though he is somehow straggling around, walking around. But if he's a, really in a physical situation where he's mamish really has a terrible, he's, he's like completely out of it, even though he pushes himself to walk around, the Yisuri Darabonin don't apply to him either. Who does it apply to? Someone with a mechush. It's a pain, it hurts. We made exera on him not to take medicines or do medicinal acts because people are are sort of like um, hypochondriacs in some way about themselves. And if we let them, when they have a little headache or a toothache, they're going to start taking medicines all the time and maybe, maybe making medicines and being murder to do things they shouldn't do. That's the issue of, of, of Shrika Samamonim. Who says it applies by an animal? By an animal, who says you're going to start being Meirehetter? When it's you that you're worried about, you're going to start saying, oh, it's Pikuach Nefesh, whatever it is. 
So we've had to put limits on you, exerting against take, doing medicinal acts and taking medicine. Who says we even make that exerting on animals? Now, and by animals, when we talk about there, there is no Indian of pikuach nefesh by animals. By people, there's a 100% heter of pikuach nefesh. By animals, you know, no one's going to think they're machal Shabbos to save their animal. I know how much they love their animals, but no one's going to be machal Shabbos to save their animals, we hope. So therefore, the gzeira doesn't really apply. In other words, when you're dealing with a human who knows there's something called pikuach nefesh and knows there's things like chaylako gufo, so he's already got the heterim in his brain, we needed to clamp down him and say, no, no, a little pain, don't do it. Shchika samam on him, the gzeira applies. For an animal, why do we need to have a situation where you can't do a medicinal act toward an animal? Maybe by an animal, there is no gzeira at all. That's the Gemara's question. And I just supplied for you the rationale why there shouldn't be. And the Gemara now is going to prove that there isn't. Why? Because I, we're going to say that dealing with, with the loss of an animal, we aren't going to apply a, a dinder abonon. A tanya. We know that that uh, a person can only go a certain amount of distance on Shabbos. His animals that he owns can also only go a certain distance on Shabbos. So what's the halacha? The animals outside of the tchum. So it says in this b'risa, you could go to where your tchum ends, seemingly, and call it v'hiba. Now, that's dangerous, isn't it? Isn't that close to doing an isur? Let's say we hold like Rabbi Akiva, especially, that holds that tchumim is minatera, right? So if you step out you and, and start calling the animal, because you don't want to lose the animal, you know that it wandered out. If you start walking more out of your tchum, you've done an Isra Daraisa. And here you are calling to the animal, standing at the edge of the tchum, trying to get it to come in. You shouldn't be able to, shouldn't be allowed to do that. Because by doing that, isn't that similar to, to, to playing around with an Isra Daraisa? It should be just as bad as taking medicine. It's like you're taking, and, and here you're doing something which should be Usr Darabanan, and why are you doing it? You're doing it to save your animal, right? The low gazrin and dilma And you see, you're allowed to do that. So even though there should be a year in Isra the Rabbanon, similar to medicine, we don't apply it. So maybe that shows you that these Isurim, like what you might come to do, don't apply with your animal. Because you're not going to be my rehetter. Even though you're going to lose the animal, we don't think you're going to be over the Yisra Daraisa, according to Rabbi Kiva, of going outside of the Tchum and get the animal. So similarly over here, we don't think that by doing a medicinal act, you're going to now start making medicine for your animal. Amaravina, no. You know what that case is? He's not standing right at the edge of his own Tchum. The animal doesn't have your Tchum. The animal you might have given, Rashi says, to a shepherd. And if you give the, that's the person you always give the animal to, then the shepherd, uh, 
the shepherd's tchum is whatever the animal's tchum is. You might have made a tchum to go someplace else. And therefore, you're not in danger in this case. And you're not in danger in this case. That's why you have the right to call to the animal to come. You know what? The question about whether you apply to animals is a machlekes tanoim. If an animal had eaten this cress, right? How much? It's got constipation. It ate this stuff and it's getting constipated. You need to get its bowels moving. So you don't want the animal to get constipated. So what do you do? You can't run around in the chotzer with it. Hey, come on, run, come on, run, 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 come on, come on, run, run, run. Get it to move, get it to move. And as it starts running and moving, its inside starts shaking, and then it starts defecating. You can't do that. Because that's an act, a medicinal act. So you see that the Tanakhama held that you don't do medicinal acts for animals the same way you don't do them for people. Rav Aishia allowed it. Darish Rav, Alochak Rav Aishia. Rav said, Alochak is like Rav Aishia. So it turns out, the gzera of medicine, of doing medicinal acts, only applies to people and not to animals. So, like, you know what? Our dog has a heart murmur issue. We'd be allowed to give the heart, well, that might, we might be allowed to give medicine to the dog on Shabbos, but not to a person. Amar Mar, the Bryce has said that we weren't yesterday. They can't go out with the, um, they can't go out, uh, the Zov cannot go out with the kiss uh, to his aver, and the Ezim cannot go out with the kiss on their udders. Matanya, another Brysa says, Yotis Izim Bikisha Badadayan, that the goats can go with the kiss on their udders. One Bryce is talking about where it's mutter, where the kiss where the kiss pushes firmly onto the udder. The other one is the kiss is looser. When the kiss is looser, we're afraid it might fall off. Rabbi Yosef Omar, even though Rabbi Yosef was a Talmud to Rabbi Yehuda, he spoke to him in a chutzpidika way. He said, why did you, you had two brises. One was against the other. Yehuda, you came up with your answer. What did you have to say it like that for? What you said is logical. But what, Tanai Shaklat Mayalma? Are all the Tanoyim gone from the world? Go back to the Mishnah. Tanoihi. We've got in the, we can, this Brysa, we don't need to invent your difference, review. We could say this Brysa steps in line with what the Mishnah, where we have the Tanoim. The Tanan, what does the Mishnah say? Ha'izim yotzos truros. The Tanakhama says that you can put any sort of caps on the udders of these goats. Rabbi Yosi Yoma Bekuan. Rabbi Yosi says, no, you can't put any uh, caps on the, uh, any type of caps are also. The only thing that's mutter is Rachel Sakvenot. 
which we saw in Peo, learning about, about the Rashus Aigez. You can only put the sweaters on top of the, uh, of the female sheep that are producing wool to keep that wool in good shape. Rabbi Yehuda Eimer, the types of caps on the udders that can work are the ones where they're tight against the udder because what's it about? Liyavesh. Because then it's there to dry the udder up to make, to make sure that the, uh, this, this goat can now reproduce and have, and, and be ready for, for, for the rams or that it's gonna, it's, it's, it's hurting it because it doesn't have a baby to nurse with. Then it's okay. Not because you want to catch, keep the milk. So I could say that what Rabbi Yosef says, that's what the brysa might be, the two brysas are talking about. The first brysa goes like Rabbi Yosef, that it's also. And the second one, right? The second one says that it's, that it's mutter. That's like who? That's like, um, that's like the Tanakama. So you don't need to invent what you're saying. Both Bryce's that we mentioned before that Rabbi Yehuda dealt with is like Rabbi Yehuda in the Mishnah. But Rabbi Yehuda himself said a difference. Really depends. Now that might be what you said about Mehudik and not Mehudik. But you don't need to say that Ukimta. You could say, you, could, you should have quoted Rabbi Yehuda from the Mishnah. That was Rabbi Yosef's taina on his Rebbe, Rabbi Yehuda. Tanya on Rabbi Yehuda. Maisa, the Rebbe Yehuda says, Maisa be'izim beis Antochia, from Antioch in Syria. Shriyododei and Gassim. That they had large breasts, large udders. And because of that, it wasn't because they wanted to, uh, they used to put uh, caps on there. Ba'osulen kisim k'deshua yisratu dodeyan. There, when they would walk around and they would be, they would drag on the ground, they were so large, they would get scratched up. So that's a protection. So that's considered a tachshit. That would be mutter. If you haven't been up till now, you're going to wake up now. There's a person whose wife died. And there was a boy that was left to to be nursed. And, and even though there were some wet nurses around, he couldn't pay them. That. He didn't have money to pay the wet nurse. A miracle happened. And all of a sudden, his man boobs became what? Became like real breasts. And, he, and it became, there was milk in there. The, the milk ducts developed, mammary glands developed. And he was able to nurse his child. The story occurred. That's the Brysa. Rabbi Yosef commented on the Brysa. Look what it was. HaKadosh Baruch Hu did this nice. He gave him the ability to nurse his child. Look, what happened to this guy? He had to have this miracle happen, right? Right? Why couldn't HaKadosh Baruch just send him some money? <laughs> Instead, look what happened. He had to walk around, you know, he had to walk around with a, like a man with breasts. 
So take a look at Tesis here that's mentioned on the side, Tesis Yishonim. Vreshus Rabba, Pasuk vi Oymenes Hadassah. The Pasuk says that Mordechai raised Hadassah, Omen. But Omen is also the term for a nursemaid, for someone who nurses someone. So Chazal say, Shenipnuchu Mordechai Shnei Dodim Kedodayisha. Then Mordechai also, according to this Nusach, got breasts. So Vachaira, how could Abai, you see like, you see like Rabbi Yosef, right? So Lekla Mifrachachi. You can't ask, hi, how come that Mordechai had to have this, this, this ugly miracle happen to him? Nishtanu. You know why he was considered a Hishtanus for this guy? Right? It had to happen to him because he didn't have, he didn't, right? Right? Because he didn't have, there was, there was a wet nurse ready. She says, I ain't nursing your son till you give me the money. Mordechai, Mordechai had the money, but he couldn't find anyone who would nurse her. Maybe because there was a danger in the time of Achashmeirish, who knows? So then it's not considered a negative. But in our case, there was another way, Abayah says, that the guy could have gotten through this. Let's go on. Tana Rabbanan. Let's... Um, You see how hard Parnosa is? (laughs) In order for Parnosa to happen, someone to eat, someone to have food, God had to change things. You know why? I'll show you a proof. Miracles occur. There are miracles that happen. But God doesn't create Mizonas out of nothing. Miracles occur. People get saved. Rashi says, Oh, Mamish was a miracle. How come HaKadosh Baruch doesn't do similar miracles to create Parnosa for people? That he doesn't do. Parnosa is difficult. Having the funds that you need to get through life is difficult. Miracles happen, but Mizonas don't happen that much. A person married a woman who had a hand that never grew properly, or that was, or or it was cut off. She was either uh, an amputee, or she was born with this birth defect that she only had one hand, one arm. And her husband didn't recognize until when she died and they noticed she was missing a hand. Look how Tsunua this woman was. <laughs> okay, the truth is, uh, Avrami, even men can get breast cancer, and there probably is something that can be spurred. I don't know if, if a man takes estrogen, anything is going to happen. He might be able to grow breasts. I don't think the breasts are going to milk will ever come out of them, but there definitely is something there in some way. But anyway, 
Yeah, possibly. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you know medicine better than me. Uh, it's possible. You look it up. Anyway, um, but once again, the question is, in this story, that until she died, people didn't know that she was missing a hand. So Rob said, look how tzniest this woman was. Nobody ever knew it. Her, her husband never knew. That's normal. But look how sneistic the man was. It's sneistic for a woman not to reveal she's missing a hand. But the man who was having relations with her never even recognized while well, I was having relations with her that she's missing a hand. That's a madrega. Okay, the Mishnah said, They're allowed to go out these rams. What does lovuv mean? My What does tutre mean? It means that they are together. The rams go out with their legs together one by one. It's like they're, they're tied together. We let them go out tied together. Why is tied together, Levuvin? My mashmadai Levuvin, Lishan de Kruveyu. Because Levuvin means they're closer than they usually be. Dechziv, what do we say in Shirashim? Levavtani achosi kala. You did things to make me want to be close to you, God says the Knesset Yisrael. So therefore, Levuvin are these ropes that keep the rams together. You know what levuvim are? It has to do with the heart. That we put a piece of strong leather right by where their heart is because it's a protection. Because even though they're rams, you never know. Wolves can come and rip them right at the heart. This will stop the wolf, the wolf's killing uh, fang to go in there. Zevim what? Omar says what? Zevim azcharim nafli anekevus lo nafli. Then why is it only males? The heter that the Mishnah is talking about is males going around luvavim, and you're telling me that luvavim have to do with the protection on the chest. You think the the wolf knows any difference? The wolf attacks each of them. Omar says no. Mishum dimasku beresh adra, because the ram leads the pack. The female, the ewes are in the back. The sheep are in the back. The ram goes in the front. Vizavin, the says, one second. You think the, the wolves only attack the one in the front? Vizavin beresh idra nafle, besof idre lo nafle. They'll attack everywhere. A wolf will get what it wants. Ela mishum, I'll tell you why. The shmane, wolf wants to zero in on the fattest piece of meat it could get. And the males are bigger and fatter than the females. Or is that true? There aren't any fatter, there aren't any fat sheep. There aren't any fat female sheep. Of course there are. How does the wolf know that the wolf has such a great sense of smell? Maybe it does. But the Gemara didn't think the wolf knew the difference. Elamishu, what are you going to tell me? The Chotmayu Umasku Kidovu. Meaning the males stick their noses up and they look around and therefore, I guess, they cause the attention. Um, says Rashi, Lafikach Miskanabehem. 
not that the wolf is hungry, but the wolf sees the the them as aggressors. And that's why the males are more pro, prone to be attacked by the wolves, and that's why they need this protection when the females don't. And that's why we talked about the males going out with these protections. So the Gemara says, that's one, Rav Nachum Bar Yitzchak Lamar, you know what these Levuvim are? Or Shekeishulen Tachazach Rusan. It's, we put it around their genitals, Kedesh because right now, we don't want them impregnating the Nekevis. Right now, we don't want them because we don't, we need the Nekevis the way they are. We don't want them weakening the Nekevis. This is for the betterment of the herd. This is considered protection. Because remember, protection is about what the owner needs in terms of what makes them worth to him. And therefore, this protects the herd that the female shouldn't become uh, sexually aggressive by the males and maybe becoming pregnant or something like that. Mar says, Mimai, what's his proof? Mediktani safe, go to the very next case with the female sheep. It says, what does shachuz mean? Shachuz is like, the, it's a compound word. My shachuzot. She'ochzin ha'al yishalechen l'mala. That the tail is up. So that's what we said. The male is levuvot, which means we, 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 bo- we shudder down. We, we, we shut down his, his genitals. Whereas with the female, we open up the genitals. Why? Because now that's in a time that you want them to get pregnant and you want the, the herd to grow. So again, it's for their, it's not for their protection, but it's for what you want to make this, to make your herd a better and, 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 and more uh, worthwhile herd. And therefore, you're allowed to put that strip on them that their genitals should be revealed. My How do you know from the word shechuzah? It has something to do with being revealed. It says, The Pasuk Mishle says, what does it say? Says she's zonav lev. So Rashi says that's the nutrikan of shechuzot. She's zonah. In other words, she's zonah means shechuzot. It looks just like a whore would look. She'd be dressed in some sort of flimsy outfit where you could tell where her genital area is, and it's like open for you to check it out. That's the way the animal looks. Shechuzot. My my chavulot shemechavlin al yishalachen lamata. It's the opposite. Kedei shelo yalolein azacharim, because maybe in certain times you don't want it to happen. You don't want the males on them. My mashmadai kovulishnu delay of it peiru. Where do you see that the term? What's the asmachta the remez that kovul has to do with something that doesn't produce children or produce a product? 
Chiram, Shlomo Melech wanted to give Chiram a gift. So he gave him, a, he gave him some cities up in the north. Chiram came to look at those cities in the north, and what did he say? He said, I don't want these cities. And those cities got the name of what? Eretz Kabul. The Kabul territory. Why was Eretz Kabul? You know what they were? Kabul means like they were wrapped up, wrapped and entrapped in something. What were the people in that area? Hiram wanted workers. He wanted good proletariats who he could make part of his country to go help him. The people lived there, the fat cats, the people with money. Shemuchuvalin, Pekesavazov. Pekesavazov is so bad? He says, Why wouldn't you want people that are wealthy? Maybe they're good thinkers. Maybe they're good people to have around. No, you don't want to have a city full of fat cats. Why? They're rich. Those are like the fat cats who left Manhattan to their houses in the Hamptons and left Manhattan to Nebuch, the people, the health workers that needed to work, the ones that didn't have any money, right? So the ones that, they had to go out and work and do the jobs and everyone, the ones that Nebuch didn't have. But the people with the money, they don't want to do work. Rav Nachman by Yitzchak says, Eretz Chomten Haisa. It was the, the earth in that area, it had a certain type of uh, material in the earth that it wasn't good for planting. Why is it called Kovl? Because when you would walk in it, your ankle would, your foot would go up to the ankle into this quicksand-like material. And we all know, when you have land that the, that the, the earth just sinks in and it's got this type of chomate in it, it's low of it, peiri. And that's why kvulot is another way, when you put it on your animal, it's a remez that it doesn't produce. I know we're going a little bit overboard. I just want to do a couple more minutes so I can get a little bit deeper into this. So we'll start from, from as we go on tomorrow. Kvunot, my kvunot, shemachabna no solemilos. Go to the mission at least. Kiritanan. Uh, we know when we talk about the Dalit Maros, one of them is called Seis, very light, very bright. What's the very bright white? Maybe not like snow, but a little bit less than that, right? It's not Paharis, it's Seis. Might sem, it's, it's, as, it's as white as white wool. Might Semer Lovan, Amr Bibi Barabaya, Kitsemer Noki Benyomo. So you see from there, that's what kvonot are, that it protects it to be nice and white and perfect. And therefore, it's worth a lot for you. It's considered a tachshit. The animal could go out that way. Rob said, that it really depends. If it's for milk, no. If it's to, if it's to dry up the udder, fine. Shmuel no. Alocha kerabiosi that we don't want to let any of these animals or these other things go out. We're afraid that it's going to drop and you're going to take it. Some say Rab and Shmuel weren't talking about the Mishnah. 
Rob just came up to the base medrash and said, if you're going to put these things around your animals, the purpose is, is to get the udders dried up, and that's good for you because you figure that's what they need right now. That's fine. But not to gather milk. Either way, it's us. Some have Rab and Shmuel talking about it in a third way. Okay, it's another Brysa. Not on the Mishnah and not just independent of a Mishnah. A Brysa said goats can go out with these cups, with, these, with, with their breasts, their udders cupped and tied if it's to dry them up. That's like the sheet of Rabbi in the Mishnah. That might be the right halacha. Yehuda might be right. Who can tell? You have to really look close to can tell. Because the difference between tight and loose, you can only tell if you get really up close to the other. Therefore, we should not allow it because this is a halacha that has a slippery slope. is correct that we're not going to allow either one. Which is basically the psak of Rav. And as um, Tosus points out, that by saying you have been and not Rabbi Yossi, there's a difference. What's the difference? Let's say there's a place where nobody does it loose. Everybody does it tight, because everybody does it just to dry up the other. Rabbi Yossi, it's okay. Whereas according to Rabbi Yossi, it will be usher no matter what. And therefore, there is a difference between these two versions of how Shmuel said the halacha. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.